Ladies and gentlemen, we're here. I'm part of the click, isn't everybody? <laughs> yes! 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 I, I got an idea, yeah. Peter John Cena! Give me a hell yeah! I pull a little bit of the bubbly. Too sweet! <laughs> oh, this is where the power episode is scheduled for one fall, and it is for your listening pleasure. This is In The Click. What's up, everybody? Baby Huey here, and sitting right next to me is my brother Tommy. How's it going? I am doing good. How you doing? <laughs> and joining us virtually once again is our good brother from Pro Wrestling 101 on Instagram. It's Richard. How's it going? I'm good as well. How are you, Daniel? I'm doing awesome now after seeing you wearing that sweet Earthquake t-shirt. Oh, yeah. Where'd you get that? WWE Legends. Oh, yeah. I saw that they launched that recently. So they have WWE Shop.com. Now, WWE Legends. Like, a got merch. another one. Yeah. I got I a few Richard. things. I got, I got some statues behind me. Yeah. Andre and, and uh Yeah. And I showed Richard. Uh, my Hulk Hogan t-shirts. Okay, yeah, yeah. Now I got Tommy. He, he made me watch him change into those t-shirts. I'm just going to put that out there. Ooh, a little too risky. <laughs> he what? Did what? He made me watch him change into the shirt. Oh, sorry. I didn't hear you. Oh, my God. What? That's Ooh. what friends are for. FaceTime. How's it look yeah. on me, man? Yeah. <laughs> no, but that Earthquake oh, shirt, I love it. It's so cool. Oh, wait. What's this other one you have here? Um... Uh, we should do video that. Ooh, ooh, Bam oh Bam. wow, Bam Bam Bigelow. That's on WWE's website. Yeah, yeah, dude, that is awesome. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god. That no, but it's sick. funny because we were joking off the air. You know, that photo of Earthquake. I think he was in his late twenties when that photo was probably taken that they used for the image, and he looked like he was forty-five. I mean, that was the thing. Oh, it's this. Oh, whoa, is that Ric Flair? It is. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, I got to check out that that part of the website. Yeah. Damn. They got some good stuff, man. And and here's the thing. I'm going to wait. Like, you know, this is good radio for people, right? Well, yeah, exactly. Right, let's, let's go to our first caller. <laughs> Send your Tommy from now. Alameda. You're on the air. <laughs> yeah. Long time listener, first time caller. Oh, there you go. There you go. So the first time, long time. <laughs> so no, but I was gonna say, uh, earthquake. You know, guy, earthquake is just a perfect example of someone back in the day who looked much older than what they really were. And you yeah, know, if he was wrestling today, I mean, like AJ Styles, I think is around the same age, or no, he's around the same age when he died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. So it's just crazy. Anyway, it goes back to like what the Undertaker comment, you know, a couple months ago. It's like, yeah, back then the guys in the 80s look like they were twice their age than what they yeah. were so guys today who look pretty yeah they just take better care of their bodies now but yeah. anyway that's a whole other discussion we got into but no uh thanks again everyone for tuning in to this episode of in the click so much to get
get into. So as always, subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform in the click at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram as well, and YouTube. And um, yeah, so much to talk about this week. We got a little bit of clickbait news. We're going to talk some NXT and some SmackDown. So first things first, let's talk about some clickbait news. Unfortunately, it's some sad news to report. So it was, I believe, Wednesday evening. That's when the news was coming out. It was announced, unfortunately, the passing of Jim Crockett Jr. Passed away at the age of, I believe it was uh, 76. Yes. So I'm looking here at WWE.com's website. So uh, it says here, WWE is saddened to learn that Jim Crockett Jr. passed away at the age of 76. Uh, an influential promoter who helped champion the careers of WWE Hall of Famers such as Ric Flair, Ricky Steamboat, the Road Warriors, Crockett Jr., Stewart, the family's Crockett promotions from 1977 to 1989. As part of the promotion's affiliation, Crockett Jr. was later named president of the National Wrestling Alliance in 1980. During his tenure, Crockett Jr. helped expand the promotion's footprint and held the inaugural Jim Crockett Sr. Memorial Cup at the Louisiana Superdome in New Orleans, under Crockett Jr.'s leadership, the NWA would eventually be sold and renamed as World Championship Wrestling. WWE extends its condolences to Crockett Jr.'s family and friends. So, um, when I heard, when I saw the news come out, immediately everyone started, uh, you know, posting the condolences and just how sad they are to hear of the news. And it was mostly older wrestlers who either worked with him or knew him, and uh, commentators as well. I got a couple quotes here I wanted to share, but. Um, it it's interesting because you know here we are we're all in our mid 30s and so i was thinking we were like little kids probably at the time where he was doing his thing you know towards the end of his run as a promoter so we were talking off the air man imagine if you're the under the age of 30 hypothetically you probably have no idea who jim crockett jr is just because in your lifetime, it's been Vince McMahon, maybe Ted Turner, but yeah, in your lifetime, Vince McMahon's been the main guy for so long, for well, so many decades. Yeah. So, I, so I yeah, think, Richard, yeah, your thoughts on uh, hearing the news about it? I think everyone thinks Vince, I've, our age, I think they think Vince McMahon, Paul Heyman, and Eric Bischoff. Yeah. 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 Because yeah, um, yes. that's what we grew up on. And, uh, uh, you know, it's unfortunate. I, I definitely 100% feel, and I think maybe it didn't happen before this because of how uh, NWA wound up selling to WCW. I think that it would be nice to induct the Crockett family into the WWE Hall of Fame. And, mm. you know, they still have David and David's sister, uh, Jim Crockett Sr.'s daughter. I don't remember her name. I think it's Doris or something, but okay. it, I think they, they, they just definitely deserve a place in the WWE hall of fame, mm-hmm. you know, especially being the last major territory, uh, uh, before selling out. So the Ted Turner. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, no, uh, but, um, you know, Tom and I were talking beforehand, we were watching the video. If you're trying to want to learn more info about Jim Crockett jr. And his dad and what they did with Jim Crockett promotions, Highly recommend great video on YouTube uh, under the YouTube channel Dave Knows Wrestling. He talks about the rise and fall of Jim Crockett Promotions. Cool. So also, you want to watch that and just get some good info about the history of of them and what they did for wrestling. If if you're also wondering why there's little information on the actual Jim Crockett Promotion name, you can also look under Mid Atlantic Championship Wrestling. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, which has got one of the coolest title belts you'll ever see. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, Tommy, I know you posted something was on Twitter the other day yeah, about it. Yeah, I just said you know his consolidation of the southeastern promotions territories back then, you know, for the NWA, and I felt the launch of Starcade was to me the 
biggest watershed moments in the history of professional wrestling. Yeah. So when you think about like WCW and when Ted Turner and all that stuff, if you grew up on that era of wrestling, just keep in mind, Jim Crockett Jr. was the bridge into that era of pro wrestling and what he did being, uh, I believe, president of the NWA for three times in a row or three, uh, three ten years with that. Mm-hmm. And it was him or Bob Geigel at that time. Yeah. So what he did in the 80s as far as working with different promotions and Ric Flair as their champion and other guys. And as you said, Tommy launching Starcade, his body of work is very influential. And, and um, you know, I, we always say we grew up under WWF when we were kids. But imagine growing up in the south or the southern part of the U.S., uh, Jim Crockett promotions and was the guy. Yeah, that was the wrestling you saw. So he was that was his his baby that he ran. So I mean, it's all the names that I just listed that WWE.com uh, reference was um, uh, uh, you know legendary. So I was just looking online, and so like NWA, the current NWA, the one that Billy Corgan owns. Uh, he posted NWA is saddened to learn that Jim Crockett Jr. had passed away at the age of seventy six. A three-time president of the National Wrestling Alliance, uh, Crockett was a titan in the pro- professional wrestling industry who helped introduce countless legends of the sport to the world. We extend our deepest sympathies to his family, friends, and fans. Um, another one, uh, Ric Flair, he posted on Instagram a photo of him all bloody up with the 10 pounds of gold with Jim Crockett Jr., and Ric Flair sh- shared, I moved to Charlotte in 1974 with $150 in my pocket, Jim Crockett was my friend and my boss. I can't put into words how much he did for me and my career. His influence and persistence helped me become the world champion. My thoughts and prayers are with the Crockett family. And one last one I saw was Tony Schiavone. He also posted on Instagram a photo of him and Jim Crockett back when Schiavone still had the mustache. It says, everything I have uh, become professionally is because of Jim Crockett and his family. His sister, Francis, hired me to do baseball. Francis. Yeah, baseball in Charlotte in 1982. A year later, Jimmy decided to give me a shot at wrestling. And now 38 years later, his generosity and confidence in me made me what I am today. My heart breaks for his wife, Mira, their children and grandchildren for Francis, David, and Jackie Crockett. The day I first uh, I first meet me... Uh-oh. It's a little off here. His, his, what he what he wrote the day I first meet me or met him. Met him. I think that's what he meant. He has a little typo on his part. He I told you me just screwed that up. <laughs> no, you're, t- you're passing. T- t- you're Tony. passing the blame over to Tony Schiavone. Come on, please Tony send Shavani. your please send your hate tweets to at baby Huey eighty three on Twitter and Instagram. Tony needs to proofread his message here. He told me to quote respect the business. I always did, and I owe this family everything. I am grateful for Jim Crockett was a part of my life. So. As you can, and there's so many others out there. So if you look at any wrestler who probably worked under him, they've all posted stuff on uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So, yeah, it, it's it, it's obvious his hand on wrestling is uh, uh, very important. And like I said, I think for a lot of kids, they think of Vince McMahon, but you got to think before Vince McMahon became who he is today, there were other guys doing their thing in different parts of the country, and Jim Crockett Jr. was one of the bigger names that did that. So... Yeah, our hearts and uh, prayers and thinking of his family and friends, condolences to everyone. So, um, but yeah, do yourself a favor. You, like, that's one thing I always encourage younger wrestling fans. I, I think a lot of them get so caught up in WWE's product right now. It's like, take the time and look at the whole history of pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. And, do your research. Yeah, check out stuff on the WWE Network. Look up stuff on Wikipedia, YouTube. Just, you know, if you have the free time, check it all out. And just, I think it's really cool to know the roots and where, 
where uh where wrestling is today how did it get there because of what people did in the past so yeah when, when wrestling before leg slaps people <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, should we, on that note <laughs> should we touch on that real quick absolutely uh, yeah so it, it's, it's just all on you richard <laughs> yeah it's just coming down the last couple of days apparently there's now a ban on leg slapping in the wwe so i guess uh on smackdown this week or backstage on smackdown there were signs posted everywhere in the locker room and grill position, like no leg slapping. If you do it in the ring, you're going to get a fine. So I don't know. And it's not a work, folks. I don't know what to say. I mean, it's like this is one of those rumors I hope is true. I mean, that's the thing. I would love to see someone leak a photo, like take a photo of these signs posted backstage post that to, to confirm if this is true or not. I hope it is. So Richard, what do you think of now this new rule of WWE Good. banning? Good. <laughs> it, is, it is the dumbest thing. I, I always hated it. It's so dumb. <laughs> it's like you watch wrestling from 10 years ago and then fast forward 10 years. And it's like, you don't see it then. And then all of a sudden everything's got a slap sound to it. It's funny that people complain that WWE sweetens the, the crowd noise sometimes, but they're fine with wrestlers sweetening their, their own moves. Like, <laughs> come on. That's dumb. <laughs> well, I guess for me. Hey, it, when, remember when Test used to do the big boot? Y- yeah. 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 Did, did you ever think to yourself, boy, that would look better if he just slapped his leg? <laughs> well, okay. I will it say. always look brutal. Yeah, this is yeah. Stupid. Well, yeah. okay, a couple things. One, listen, I, I think the leg slap has always been there for decades. It's been around for a long time. I just think... No, the, they used to hit each other. Well, no, what, what I'm getting at, it's just in recent years, it's become more obvious, and I think people see it more. I think wrestlers back in the day did a better job of hiding it and not making it so clear. I, it's funny, like, you know, listen, we love Adam Cole, but if you look at a lot of the recent photos on social media when he's doing a super kick, you see his hand, like... You always. see everyone. You yeah. see everyone do it. And that's where I get and, frustrated. Everyone's so obvious. they don't hide it. They yeah. don't hide it anymore. It's just like, this is part of it. Yeah. Like, he, even Drew McIntyre, I see him slap his leg when he does the Claymore. It's yeah. like, come on. So I'm, listen- not, I'm not I'm not saying it because like it's a couple of people I don't like doing it. I hate it from people I like that do it. Yeah. Well, I guess for me, what, what I'm getting is like, it's always been there, but it just shows that back in the day, uh, people did a better job of hiding it. I get Whoa. it. It's purpose. It's to add sound effect. It's to add to that more explosive you know, no. bang they're to looking a move. For the, they're looking for the oh pop. But is <laughs> yes. it really oh if we all know what's going on? Well, and that's the thing. It's just, it's so obvious wrestlers today when they wind up. And I think also, I think just too many people do super kicks <laughs> Hell, in general. Gargano did it while he tried to do a chop on someone. <laughs> he would slap his hand. Yeah, no, know. Gargano, there's a, Tommy showed us a video last night of him sl- slapping someone in the chest. But when he slapped to someone like with his left hand, he used his right hand to slap his leg. So it's like he's doing two slaps one on the guy one on himself i know that was the worst so anyway it's just listen i get it it's always been there um i don't think it's always been there what was it with tommy was it chris uh adams chris adams really i mean uh popularized the super the super kick but i think you hardly could see him doing it if i remember correctly yeah um i mean we grew up in the 90s we saw Shawn michaels his finisher was the super kick but I, I hardly saw his hand. Like he did such a great job of hiding his hand. That's where I guess I never noticed it. But it's like that's, that's where Goldberg went wrong. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. For those of you who know, no. Yes. 
So, but should have slapped his leg. Maybe he wouldn't have kicked Brett so hard. <laughs> exactly. But no, I'm just saying it's just uh, um, in recent years, people make it so obvious doing it. It loses some of its prestige. And like you said, tra- super kicks. Everyone does super kicks now. It's such a transitional move now when back in the day it was more of a finisher. It's so overused and, now. And it should be a finisher still. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's the thing. I mean, like, uh, you know, in recent years, you know, when the Usos, you know, they do the super kick a lot, the Young Bucks, um, who else does a lot of super kicks in their matches? But you see them all slapping, but Adam Cole as well. Alistair like, Black. Man. Yeah. It, it's, I guess for me, if you're going to do a leg slap, try to hide it better. I mean, that's the thing. But now, you're, obviously, you're WWE, not, you're, you're not. You can't Good. do it now. Yeah. Fine. So that's. Yes. Listen, like I said, I know it's been there for decades. D- different people have done it, but it just shows. It I think, looks ha- devastating already, though. That's my point. Like, there isn't a need to do- go that extra step. The extra step is for stupid Mark AEW fans that go, oh! <laughs> well, I wonder. Indie fans. It's indie fans. Yeah, it, I think. I wonder, yeah, where did this come from? This, where it's become so obvious. Now, listen, because I know. Because of that reaction. They want the indie, to get that react, the indie reaction of the oh thing. And it's like, because when you go back and watch Shawn Michaels, do you hear a collective oh from the audience? No. No. You say they, one, two, yeah, three. Exactly. Yeah. Well, it, back in the. dumb. Well, I mean, you know, back in the day, now looking back, I mean, now that I'm older, I know what to look for in the ring. I will admit, I think a lot of people watch long enough to kind of learn the, the tricks, ins and outs of how a ring, uh, match is conducted. But like, you know, there's always uh, these wrestlers have various things they do to add sound effects, you know, either stomping in the ground when they throw a punch. Uh, um you know, when they, Austin, when Austin used to, uh, kick someone who was laying in the corner, you know, he yeah. would stomp him in the chest, but also stomp his other foot yes. to add sound effects. So I get all these uses of your other body parts to add the, the sound effects to really sell the move. Uh, but yeah, it's just, but it would, they do a good job of like blending it in. Yeah. And so you couldn't really tell or you, you were so focused on the move being executed. Now, like I said, when I see Adam Cole do super kick, I watch his other hand and you see him like just he like almost raises above his, his shoulders and slaps there, himself. There's a perfect example though. Adam Cole's most famous super kick is probably that one against Ricochet, right? Where Ricochet's doing the moonsault towards him and he oh, kicks yes. him upside down. Yeah, yes. the takeover. Like yeah. If you have that with the, the sound off, it's still impressive. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you don't absolutely. need that sound. Well, I wonder what's going to happen now. Are these wrestlers going to have to do more of a strong style, or like no, no, the wrestlers like are going to have to the wrestlers are going to have to do what they did when they were training to become wrestlers, and that's wrestle, not worry about stuff like that. Yes, that stuff is stupid. Yeah, it's yes. a, it's going to be interesting how it's what, okay. Another how they're going to adjust to this. Another one is like Braun Strowman. Okay, Braun Strowman throws a punch, but you can see the other hand. He makes the noise. You can see him go like this. And it's terrible. What, <laughs> the next time you watch Braun Strowman and he throws a punch, watch what he's doing with his left hand. Oh, my God. He throws his punch with his right hand, but you can see him hit his, his left hand to make that sound. Yes. You want to see some stuff? So you just reminded me. So a few years ago, Tommy and I were in New Orleans. We did Radio Row for WrestleMania. Braun Strowman was there doing interviews, and he was walking by us. I don't, I don't know if you remember this, Tommy, because I was just watching him walk by. Someone else was coming towards him. I forgot who it was. And he threw a work punch at them. And it, it was done in a playful way. I, let me of give course. that disclaimer. It was playful. But, you know, he throws, he was throwing like his hand, but I watched his other hand. 
his other hand uh, slapped himself on the ass. <laughs> so I was like, is he doing a work punch here in front of everyone? Like you said, it was a playful way. Like it was someone he knew and they were just joking around. But I was watching him like he was uh, so he would throw a punch and then the other hand was slapping his ass. So it was like on, on, on that note, the, the <laughs> podcast you did with Phil and John LaRocca, you guys questioned why it took so long for them to make Braun Strowman the champion. And there's your answer. <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> He's just what, not that good of a worker. I didn't say it. <laughs> I'd say it. I, I just you I'm did. guessing. Tommy, so, you heard him, right? Yeah. So thank you, Tommy. You have a, a Jim Ross autograph coming your way. <laughs> Wonderful. So so anyway, I'm just I got a box of them. <laughs> Fell, you off do a give away? <laughs> Fell off a truck. Fell off a truck. But anyway, I saw him do it. I was like. Like right there, I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, I, I must just have started... not been paying attention. Yeah. But I was like, I watched it. and I was like, "Is that how he throw a work punch?" Like I was just kind of like, "Oh my god!" So that's where I kind of noticed him slapping himself to sell a punch. I was like, "Oh," but the fact he did it in front of all these press people, I was just kind of like taken back. I was like, "Oh, okay." Um, so anyway, and ever since then, I'll kind of watch how he throws a punch, and sometimes he'll do that. So anyway, it was just funny to see how he does. Oh, look at that. he got the actual autograph. <laughs> Oh, there it is. Yeah. We should do a giveaway on social media. <laughs> They're all signed. Oh, my wow. God. They have the year on them, too? No. Okay, good. <laughs> so, anyway. Um, eBay, I'm going to wait for him to die. <laughs> so, but but I, I, I'm just curious where this came from. I mean, one rumor is, like, Vince saw someone do it on SmackDown recently and just says, like, cut it out. Stop it. It's, oh, wow. Look at that one. All these chips. Photos. So anyway, I, I wonder how long this is going to last for. You know, sometimes these things come and then maybe after a couple months, people forget and they kind of loosen up a little bit. So I don't care. I want it to go away forever. <laughs> this is the current trend right now or the current thing that the current superstars have to deal with. So yeah, it's, it's now the most current thing that wrestling fans are going to complain about that they're holding them back. And it's like, <laughs> no, you fans are holding them back by being whiny like they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, it, it'll be interesting to see how people adjust in the ring. Honest, real talk here. Okay. Like the fact that fans get this way drives me nuts. Like this, this is not the way wrestling was like, mm -hmm. Here's the thing. If this if this was 1999 and mm -hmm. this was ECW, that audience would chant things at the, the wrestlers when they made mistakes like you fucked up. You yeah. fucked up. Like, yeah. That is not a like now. It's like, oh, my God, that was so embarrassing for him. I hope he's OK. I'm going to tweet my support to him. <laughs> it's like, no, we've we've lowered our standards for what we we expect from these performers. Yeah. Like that is a problem. Yeah. Because yeah. it justifies them being lower on a card and in a lower position. Like just it, it leaves you to like doing all the moves that they do. That's yeah. what it's supposed to impress as opposed to putting on a great match. Yeah. If it doesn't impress you, you forget about it. And it's not something you're gonna remember in five years. You might remember the start or here's the thing. Never mind, I'm not gonna go there because it's <laughs> <laughs> well no, I I I'm for me. It's listen. I think the leg slapping is is done overdone in wrestling. I get it why it's used. So I think there's got to be some sort of compromise as far as no. try try to do a better job of hiding it, but don't do it all the time because you know if you overdo it, it just oversaturates everything. But it's like when I hear a slap, I'm like, oh, I know what that is. It's because it's always the same sound too. It's like yeah. you can always tell when it's a slap on the thigh. So 
you know, maybe tone it down. Don't use it as often, but do a better job of hiding it as well. So, my, vote, my vote is to get rid of it forever. What about you, Tommy? <laughs> hey, I, I think, yeah, I, I think it's just so overused that if they want to ban it, I'm fine. Good. With it. <laughs> so we'll see. Bon voyage. <laughs> Learn to wrestle. You know? Yeah. They'll give you a lot more stretching in the ring now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but one last thing we want to talk about before we get into NXT. Uh, speaking of the NWA and Jim Crockett Jr., uh, it, it was officially announced this week the NWA, the current form of it under Billy Corgan, is coming back. I know we speculated about it last week. So we uh, when we heard the news, it was like, okay, we better follow up on this. So uh, let me just grab the, the info here. So back for the attack. Yeah. March 21st on Fight TV. Following March. that, we're going to get NWA Power returning and it's all going to be on Fight TV. Yeah, that's all I got to say is back for the attack. That is something that would make Jim Crockett proud. Sure, sure. We can expect so far we know we're getting Nick Aldis, Thunder Rosa. It looks like Serena Deeb is going to be on that show. Yeah. We're getting Trevor Murdoch, Aaron Stevens, the yep. Pope, uh, the Pope, D'Angelo De Niro. Hopefully, the bouncers again from Ring of Honor. Yeah, and, uh, I'm missing someone. Yeah, no. So what, at NWA, if I remember, they released a little trailer video on um, uh, on YouTube, and they yeah. show a lot of the faces. I think who's going to be there? Current people on the roster. It's uh, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how this is going to look. So yeah, March 21st. On Fight TV, and then it said also Four days NW- of tapings. Yeah, they're gonna do a bunch of tapings as well. So a new season of NWA Power will start up, and that's gonna return Tuesday, six oh five Eastern on March twenty third. Available low cost subscription bundle on Fight TV. So I'm guessing very similar to how um, uh, uh, the United Wrestling Prime Network, time. yeah, Prime, Prime time, time Live did their thing. So I'm kind of curious how many episodes they're going to do and how much it's going to cause. It's uh, it's going to be interesting. I'm curious how, what's the reaction going to be. What's it going to look like? All that stuff. Are they going to? It's going to be at the the, the studio still. It's going to look the same. My my thing is I don't know. Maybe they've put it back up, but as far as I know, they haven't put power back on YouTube. I think if anything that they should edit the video, the existing videos they had on YouTube. And try to use those and with like a logo that says go to Fight TV for the newest episodes. Mm. I, I think if you're going to get people to continue watching, because like Primetime Live, it, it had a, a good match on each show, but the rest of the show wasn't very good. Where NWA Power, I'm fine with paying that. So, okay. yeah, um, yeah. What it, I think it's 20 bucks, but if you get four episodes. Yeah. So I, I for me, um, let me see. And plus, they're bringing back the docking theme into the fire yeah, yeah. And nick Aldis said that in an interview as well yeah which is good i mean you know we love we love pantera but uh when i was used as like the second theme song for power i was like oh i kind of like the other one just that you know, it's more nostalgic yeah and it just fits the vibe the yes. 80s vibe yeah um let's see uh, i'm just trying to look at what else is here so yeah nick Aldis coming back oh yeah okay so nick Aldis, done the rosa aaron stevens trevor murdoch elijah burke tim storm camille are scheduled to appear oh, camille yeah. that's who i forgot yeah man. yeah it's so um yeah i'm curious a couple things. Yeah, are they going to still film at the same studios in Atlanta? Yes. I, I, Nick was on Busted Open this week and, and uh, clarified all that. Clarified all that. They're also looking at doing, since they're allowing smaller crowds now, um, mm. bring back the Crockett Cup 
especially uh, since Jim Crockett Jr. just passed away. So mm-hmm. we most likely will be getting a Crockett Cup coming up very soon. And he awesome. did promise that we're going to get a lot of new stars. Awesome. Some of them will surprise us. He also put it out there that he would like to see Joe Henning, uh, formerly Curtis Axel, yeah. um, show a different side of himself there. That'd be great. Yeah, I would yeah, love yeah. That. I would so love that, that. that that's the thing is so do you know I don't know if Nick Aldis said in that interview, so if they're gonna do it in Atlanta at that same studio, they'll have crowds there but probably what spaced out, I'm guessing well, kind I, of I think I think Atlanta's actually kind of aren't they lifting their Oh really? I, yeah, I mean, no, it's I mean, not like Texas. not like Texas, but well, not I, like Sippy. Texas. But I think I, I think we'll see mass people. Okay, okay, yeah, cool. Uh, be interesting, yeah. See the presentation of it, but I'm just curious, um, you know, how will fans react? Because what NWA Power had originally when it came back or debuted, it was so special. A lot of people watched it on YouTube, so I'm curious how many people who are so used to paying or not, not paying anything for it are going to pay for it now. You know what I, I mean? I'm kind of curious how many fans are going to start paying I, for it. I think a lot. Okay. I, think I hope more so. Because so, yeah. I, I think the people that wound up getting primetime live were NWA lapsed fans. Okay. Like, I don't think they were getting primetime live for primetime live. I think they're getting it for those NWA talent. That gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, yeah. I, mean, I, I'm, I, I think it's, I think what they gave us with power was a steal. We were getting it for free mm-hmm. and it was, it was my favorite TV show of the week every week. If, if you were to block out an hour of each show, even if you just put the highlights from Ross Smackdown, NXT, in your case, AEW, I still think that NWA was probably the best one hour of wrestling you were getting a week. Yeah. Same goes with MLW. Yeah. yeah. Well, I would, I would, I would put NWA above MLW. Right. Of course. Um. So, what, what, I guess for me, yeah, I hope the presentation remains the same. I hope it can generate enough buzz again that people will come back for it. And um, and the big thing, yeah, the roster who they're gonna get, they lost a lot of people. They did, but the names we, I mean, Tim Storm's another name we didn't mention. So they already yeah. have like, what, eight, 10 people that are kind of mainstays. And that's all you really need is eight to 10 familiar faces. And I hope they do something. I mean, I'm sure they will, something to honor the question mark or yeah. Josephus, oh, Joseph yeah. Hudson. I'm yeah. sure they will. And, uh, um, um, but yeah. I would like to see a Nick Aldis, Trevor Murdoch match. Yeah. Also, I, I mean, yeah. keep in mind that the current tag champions are, um, GR Kratos and Aaron Stevens. Yes. So, uh, Kratos will probably do some stuff there. And then I'm trying to think who else. Yeah, who's going to be the color commentator? Because, uh, you know, Wade Barrett or Stu Bennett at the time where he's, he's back in, you know, he's in NXT. So I wonder who's going to be the new play-by-play guy, color guy with uh, uh, Joe Galley. So, I mean, a lot of questions I have. I'm, I'm, I'm super excited for them. I'll tune in, check it out. It's, uh, um, it's going to be interesting to see who else they can get. As far as who was, like, let go maybe from WWE last year. Tomorrow. Who? Morrow yeah. can, if they don't have the full capacity of fans there, Morrow can fill in that noise gap. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Mamma mia! Trevor Murdoch is in fuego right now! Hey, bring in Magnum TA's color commentator. Yeah, that'd be good. Or yeah. Nikita. Nikita? Yeah. yeah. So anyway, I, I, I said I, I, I have a lot of questions, and I'll wait to, until I watch the actual pay-per-view and the show itself. But I'm like I said, I'm super excited. I'm curious which wrestlers who are out there who haven't well, signed to any other promotion will make an appearance. Joe another, Henning, that, that's a great example right there. A, a, another thing I did uh, gather from this uh, relationship 
uh, with Fight TV and in the NWA is that the uh, Fight TV is actually paying them quite a lot of money. Wow. Really? Uh, okay. Nick, Nick addressed that he saw kind of some of the numbers that they had for that last Mike Tyson fight. And oh, really? how, how much yeah. how much money that generated for a fight, and was, uh, kind of was like, hey, why don't we try this out? Wasn't that uh, Triller? Who? Which Triller? One? Who's Triller? The pay per view that provided the Tyson uh, Roy, Roy Jones, Jones fight. They, oh. they had they had that on a bunch of things though, and I believe yeah. Spike or oh my god, Spike uh, <laughs> fight. Spike. Okay, I think it's Spike Triller. TV's what okay. Paramount Network now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, oh. yeah, 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 yeah. So anyway, I mean, so. Um, it sounds like from what you're saying, Nick Aldis is very much hands on overseeing the whole NWA thing. I'm curious who they get to replace. Uh, is it Dave LaGreca? Is that the one? No. Oh, or Lagana. Uh, Lagana. Is he, is he Le- gone? Yeah, no, he's gone. Okay, LaGreca is busted open. Lagana is NWA. Yeah, but he's who? gone. But he's gone. Oh, Dave Lagana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dave Lagana's gone. Yeah, 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 I know he's gone, but I'm just curious who they get to replace him because I think that's an important role. They, for... they might have someone with, with Fight TV that can okay, be a, cool. a, a producer. Yeah. I don't know that for sure. I'm just saying that I'm sure that there's there's avenues that they can go to. But look, Dave Lagana got them there with the, the 10 pounds of gold stuff, and then yeah. – they can kind of get someone that can just fill. I mean, David Crockett used to do it. They could get David Crockett. <laughs> oh yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, he used to do WCW. Look yeah. at him, watch him. Look at him, watch him. That's my David Crockett impression. <laughs> so, no, I'm excited for them. And you know, it, but then again, it's like, oh my god, it's another show. You to should watch be excited again. for me. Yeah, it's for you. Absolutely, I'm, I'm just me. Okay, so, all this, of you, all you clickbaiters should be happy for me because I'm I'm gonna be a happy boy. We should we should do some reviews for that as well. So it's gonna be I'll fun. mix I'll mix it in with my Columbo review at the end of the show. Yes, so, yes, yes. Oh my God, so Columbo was a great show, man. No. A really good show. Really our, good. Our mom used to watch Columbo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nimoy day. was in one I just saw. <laughs> All right, we'll get into that later in the show. Okay, all right. All right, let's move on over to uh, this week in WWE. First up, let's talk about NXT. Did you you hear that? That's all of our listeners turning off this podcast. Hitting the stop button. Yep. (laughs) So, uh, but this week, NXT's episode, I'll say, guys, I I really enjoyed it. Great show. Lots of stuff to talk about. Um, Let's go ahead and just talk about the, the main story here I thought was uh, Finn Balor, Cameron. Cameron oh. <laughs> yeah, that too. We'll touch on that. But Finn Balor, Roderick Strong, their whole storyline this episode, and eventually Adam Cole. So, you know, we had Roderick Strong, you know, come out and wanted answers from Adam Cole. And instead, he got Finn Balor to come out to the ring. They started talking back and forth. And you know, Roderick is accusing of Finn Balor of, you know, breaking up the Undisputed Era because ever since he arrived back in NXT, things have not been the same. Vince is he has a good point. He does. I yeah. mean, like, yeah, things oh, yeah. start going downhill. Yeah. But then from Finn Balor's standpoint, it's like, no, dude, it's all about the NXT championship. That's what broke you he, guys He had up. a good point, too. <laughs> yeah, it's yes. a point counterpoint. <laughs> Very thorough arguments right here. Um, so, And then they started beating each other up, and then it led to the main event here. What do you think of the actual main event match here? I like I like this main event more than I like both of the Kyle O'Reilly Finn Balor matches. Interesting. Just stylistically, I thought that it felt more like a, a it, for, it felt more like uh, uh, I'm trying to think like like Eddie Guerrero and Dean Malenko. Oh, really? Okay. It, I mean, Ro- I forgot how how smooth Roderick Strong is, and, and he definitely has he a is- Dean Malenko vibe. I, I listen. I know Roger Strong. He doesn't have the best, maybe like mic skills 
Yeah, he's or, got as good of mic skills as Dina Malenko. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you know, in the ring, you know, Bell to Bell, he's one of the best wrestlers in the world. Yeah. The way yeah. he, you know, he works in the ring, he sells, and just the way he lays into people, he's such a talented performer. Very underrated. I yeah, think. yeah, yeah. No, but I enjoyed this <sighs> this main event here. The way they went back and forth. I mean, come on, you got Finn Balor who. Honestly, his time back in NXT has been some of his best work to date. And so you, when you get these two guys in the main well, event, this is like a, a takeover quality match, I thought. I, I totally agree. And I, I felt like the promo that Balor cut on him was like not the Balor that was in NXT or Raw before. This felt more like Bullet Club Finn mm. Balor. He was just mean and nasty about everything he was saying. And I was like... This is this is what I've wanted for a while. Like, well, I like how he even grabbed. You know, in the beginning, she'll grab the mic and went straight to Cameron and says, "Like, uh, Adam Cole, uh, I challenge you next week for yeah. the NXT Championship." I'm like, "Whoa, yeah. okay." But, but Balor was borderline a dick, and it was great. Like, he yeah. was just kind of he was just like, "I'm tired of this bullshit. Let's just put <laughs> it all out there." Yeah. And, it's, and so with Roderick Strong, you know, he comes out. You know, he's holding the the Undisputed Era uh, dog collar. Uh, necklace mm-hmm. or and then he throws it yeah, and he he's it. i think that was symbolically him like he's done with the undisputed era yeah and then so before the match you know he comes out with new ring gear and a new theme song intern yeah. song no undisputed era branded clothes on him anymore so yeah i guess it really solidifies he is done or at undisputed era is done i i still want to know where's bobby fish where's bobby fish and all this he's been very quiet he's, he's waiting for the next uh, war games <laughs> to come back yeah. Yeah. He, or he's avoiding the performance because he knows adam cole is going to take him out he's the last one yeah. adam cole hasn't attacked yet but no i'm with you this match was awesome do yourself yeah, a favor was, and watch it it was a great pace and it was just all out grappling and it was just all in the center of the ring and i enjoyed it and yeah it- i mean uh, the, the first half was very technical and then the second half they start picking things up but Roger Strong, yeah, I love when he does like the running back and forth amongst yeah. the ropes and then hits them. And uh, but the finish though with uh, Finn Balor, you know, the a coup de gras into the nineteen sixteen or seventeen. Nineteen sixteen. Nineteen sixteen. I always do that. I can't spell coup de gras. <laughs> How do you spell? Actually, let me look. It's C O U P. Hold on. Let me see. Oh, coup de grace. Coup de grace. But it's pronounced coup de gras. Coup de gras. It's French. Oh. Interesting, 1916 as well. Okay, yeah, 1916. Because 1916 <laughs> was, um, yeah. Why 1916? Well, that was uh, Sunday, Sunday Bloody Sunday, or yeah, Ireland. It's an Irish yeah. thing. Yeah. Oh, but okay. it was before YouTube. Uh, yes, he's a big YouTube fan. Yeah, I was gonna say he's a big yeah. YouTube. Sunday. Uh, yeah. <laughs> when, he's, when he's stretching, he's listening to Sunday Bloody Sunday by YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> did I My tell God. you what I did to Finn Balor once? <laughs> Uh, I don't like where this is going. <laughs> so, Go on. so did he did he show you his demon? No. So Do you want to touch he, the demon? So years ago, I was up at AfterShock in Sacramento, and NXT was performing there at AfterShock, and I got a chance to interview some of the wrestlers, and I got a chance to interview Finn Balor at the time, and so I asked uh, uh, one of my friends from the band on off their uh, Bay or, or Northern California, on-off. yeah. Oh, the Irish boys. Yeah, exactly. They're from Ireland. So I say, hey, I'm going to read this Irish wrestler. You got anything I could say to him? And they're like, oh, you just start out saying, what the crack? And I was like, what Whoa. the crack? And they're like, it just means like, what's up? How's it going? You know, what up? And I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> and so with Finn Balor, I forgot what to say. And I said, what's the crack? 
Oh my god! And he's like, "No, it's what the crack." I'm like, "Oh, okay, I'm sorry. I should isolate that and send it to you." Yeah, you should. That. You should put it on on your Instagram <laughs> and Twitter. What's what's the crack? And he he laughed, but um, anyway, it was a fun interview at the time. I mean, so it was interesting because. At that point, you know, Bullet Club was still fairly a new thing, even though he just left and all that stuff. But anyway, uh, he was a very fun guy to talk to. But, uh, but he, didn't, he didn't show you his demon. No, he did not. I was very sad, unfortunately. <laughs> so um, You were sad? Yes. You were sad you didn't get to see the demon? <laughs> it was actually fu- You know, it also was funny uh, while I was there. Uh, Kathy Kelly was there in the press tent, but she was working for After Buzz TV at the time. So oh. it's be- so it before she went to WWE. So anyway, I saw her. I was like, whoa, who's that? Uh, yeah. Anyway, just you know, connecting all the dots. And they used to date I one another her. as well. Yeah. I so, miss her a lot. Uh, no, but great main event. Great match. And then, uh, you know, Finn wins. And we see Adam Cole come out and calls out, you know, Finn Balor. It's just setting up the match next week. So next week's going to be a stacked show. You got the women's title yeah. on the line and the, the men's next, title. The next couple of weeks is what? In two weeks, we're getting the tag team title match, right? Um, or not this week, but the week after, we're getting a, t- a tag team title match. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's just, uh, no, I love this matchup here, and so yeah, it's gonna be curious. I, I mean, I I don't think Adam's gonna win. Nah, I think Kyle O'Reilly's still gonna be the one that may beat him. If, it, if Adam wins it, he's not gonna hold it very long. Yeah. That's the big question. It's like, what happens next? Because there is rumor. Mike Johnson was reporting the rumors they might do a two night takeover on Wednesday and Thursday, leading up to WrestleMania. What? That's yeah. That's what Mike Johnson was reporting. Mike. And, yeah. The rumor is that week leading up to WrestleMania. <sighs> so Wednesday would be takeover night one on USA Network, and then night two on Thursday would be um, takeover the, night two. I, I thought the dirt sheets were all saying that NXT was going to Tuesdays. So then the following week, that would be the first (laughs) Tuesday episode of NXT as well. So, dude, that week of (laughs) WrestleMania week is going to be stacked. Hypothetically speaking, Monday, Raw, Wednesday, NXT, Thursday, NXT, Friday, SmackDown, Saturday, Sunday night, one and two of WrestleMania, Monday night, Raw the following week. Then NXT on Tuesday. I mean, that's just WWE programming alone. So, yeah. All a lot you need to, to keep watch. Tra- yeah, a lot of stuff to keep track of. So, uh, but yeah, we're we're Finn and Adam. What happens with them? That's gonna be interesting because Kyle O'Reilly's still gonna make a return at some point, and I think the grudge match is more between Kyle and Adam. And I, I have a feeling Kyle's probably gonna win that, and then Adam hypothetically well, he could go to Raw or SmackDown. There was also an interesting tweet from uh, Pat McAfee yesterday or today. I don't remember, but uh, of him packing his wrestling gear. In a bag, so I, you know he could just be trolling us because he seems yeah. like that kind of a gentleman. But he is, uh, yeah, and it could also mean that he's coming to come screw him. <laughs> that too, that'd be great. Oh. I told you so. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Uh, one other thing I want to touch on was uh, the whole Timothy Thatcher well, saga that seems hold, to be going on. No, no, no. Let's not move on yet. I got a question for you because here's the thing. Yeah. Adam Adam Cole is like he's clearly going to the main roster soon, but he's made. Yeah everyone an enemy <laughs> yeah oh yeah yeah totally he is he is like exactly what uh pat mcafee said adam cole has become the scumbag that pat mcafee has talked about yeah like, absolutely yeah 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 like you're you're a hundred percent right where we haven't seen what's happened with him and bobby fish yet but it's like <laughs> if, if adam doesn't find one friend left he's he, he might be dead soon 
<laughs> Adam Cole better be careful, man. He has so many enemies now, but uh, yeah. it's going to yeah. be interesting. But Watch out, Britt Baker. <laughs> That's the she, one. She's going to get super kicked soon. They're going to hear the big thigh slap. No, you won't uh, hear anything. Well, <laughs> speaking of... <laughs> Neither will she. Lights out. <laughs> so... Um, speaking of you know factions in NXT, Imperium making their presence felt on this week's episode. So the big thing was uh, uh, we saw Odin Lork and Danny Birch defend their titles. Oh, excuse me, it was a non-title match though, taking on Champa and Thatcher. As uh, Champa's coming to the ring, we see Thatcher off to the side talking to uh, Tommy. Which one was it? Um, Marcel from, Barthel. Marcel from Barthel. Imperium, and then he turns and walks to the ring with him. Great match, I thought here. Um, and then, uh, uh, you know, ultimately we saw, uh, who was it? Um, wait, who won? Oh, yeah, Thatcher. Wait. Thatcher and, and, and uh, uh, Champa uh, lost. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Because Imperium, won. they distracted him. That's right. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the Imperium they, were standing were, at the top of the ramp yes. and distracted Thatcher. And then uh, uh, Lorcan and Birch got the victory. Yeah, they pulled their finisher. Which, real quick. Why is Champa growing out his hair? It looks so goofy. Like he's just letting it grow. No, no, up. I didn't. I don't like it myself either. But I'm I thought, also, I'm also to a point with Champa where I'm worried every time I see him in the ring that he's going to break his neck again. And he's going to be done. Well, I will admit this match. He had like a whole new fire in him. His intensity. He was like so energetic when he made the hot tag. Like this is one of his better matches in recent memory. I thought just his energy was yeah, great. But still, I'm just, I'm just always worried because it's like now that I know how. Like he, he knows that he's only probably got five years left to wrestle. It's just yeah. kind of like he is he's he's on a thin line here. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So Thatcher, yeah, you said was distracted by Imperium. The three of them standing on top of the ramp, and then later on after the match, we saw him in the locker room, and Thatcher says like they're trying to bring up my past, but that's just it. it's in the past, and they're trying to like keep sticking in my face, and and Champa's like that's it, it's in the past. Let's move on and. So what do you think is maybe going on here with Thatcher? Do you think Thatcher's going to join Imperium? Maybe the yes. U.S. leader, like because Walter's overseas. Do you think the yeah. alter that's it? Yeah, I think it's building so. up to it. It's, and it's that's all a, mind games. Well, right that's now. the thing. I, you know, just in case for anyone listening who doesn't know, Imperium is the evolution of Rinkoff, which was uh, Walter's old faction on the indie scene. Or or WXW in Germany. Yeah, which was uh, Walter, Thatcher, and um, what's his name again? I keep forgetting. Maybe an Eichner? Marcel Barthel. Marcel Marcel Barthel, yes. So it was the three of them. And then, uh, I I don't know the full history of Rinkoff. I I wasn't watching that, but I just know, obviously, Thatcher went his own separate way. Mm -hmm. Uh, Walter went to NXT UK. And Thatcher was the former champion in WXW as well. Oh, really? Yeah. So, um, and then, you know, Walter bring back some of his guys and and started Imperium in NXT UK. So he didn't use the ring comp name. They instead they used Imperium. So, yeah, yeah I want to know what's this going to lead into. I'm excited. I think a lot of the hardcore fans, especially the UK fans, are probably excited to see Thatcher and the Imperium guys potentially maybe working together at some point. Mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting to see what happens here. And then is Thatcher going to turn on Ciampa at some point as well? Um, I don't know. I... Would you would you like to see Imperium become like a five man group like that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm not. I'm tired of the three and four person groups. Like, like when when there's it always feels like there's room for another person for some of them. Like what was that League of Nations? 
Yeah. Like, League, of, League of oh, Nations, yeah. did, like, it didn't feel like they had a real star in that group. There were mm-hmm. four guys kind of on the same level. Yeah. Um, Undisputed Era, there's four guys. You know who the leader is. Good. Uh, Imperium, you know, Walter's the man. So yeah. I think you can kind of have as many guys as you want as long as it doesn't turn into the NWO, you know, where it's 20 or 30 guys. Well, I just wonder, is Imperium kind of done with NXT UK? I mean, I know no. Walter is still the champ, but everyone else is back in America. So I would well, like... I mean, Ring Comp was coming to the America as well. I think I think it's more they can kind of go and do what they want. Yeah, I mean, so they can kind of invade both shows. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll wait and see. But I, this is very intriguing. I think a lot of people were just excited to see these two sides acknowledge each other on this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, one other thing I want to touch on. we got a couple things left. So, uh, The Way, going to a therapy session. I mean, it was broken up into three segments. And this is this very is- similar to, like, what we saw the Christmas special that they did. This was my favorite thing. Uh, Johnny wrestling has ever done why is that which more so than his take on takeover matches i just thought it was funny as hell like i was entertained by it and him just being obnoxious of the uber Eats stuff and like (laughs) i'd love he had this title on the whole time around his waist yeah but like like indy hartwell really showed some character candace just being the supportive wife everything about this was great yeah (laughs) well i was just gonna say indy you know making this uh subtle mentions the one-liners were great like like that she wants to do well, dirty I, I, things yeah. with Dexter Loomis and yeah, Dexter Loomis is a dirty man. I wouldn't mind doing some dirty things with him. <laughs> and she's writing on the notepad like Mrs. Uh, Indy Indy, 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 Indy wrestling, wrestling Loomis. Loomis. Yes, mm-hmm. and, but then you know when when Johnny got kicked out by the therapist, uh, Candace was reading his text, yeah. and it, you could tell it was in his words. That's what made it funny. <laughs> He's like crazy. Pill- keeps getting. Am I even eating crazy pills or? <laughs> Well, even even the end of it with uh, uh, Austin Theory, when the therapist says, I actually spoke with Dexter, and he had this to say about you. He doesn't like you cutting the sleeves off of all the shirts, and that your eating habits are disgusting. I actually <laughs> couldn't get him to stop talking about you. <laughs> and, so, and he's like, what? He never talks. And it was funny, like, those three days he was gone, he was like just eating cereal all day. So yeah. just, And watching cartoons. Austin Theory, his character work under the, the way and it's really good. He's playing like that, like dumbfounded jock, yeah. which which is entertaining. He fits this, it so well. This I get the feeling has Steve Carino's fingerprints on it. Interesting. Okay. This, late ECW stuff with Steve Carino and Jack Victory were like this, where it was just kind of like, yeah, uh, <laughs> Steve being whiny like that. Uh, and then Jack being like, "No, Steve, you can't do that. Like, like there's going to be consequences to that." It's just, it was great. It is really funny. <laughs> and so, uh, ultimately, we find out Johnny paid off the therapist to yeah, say all those gr- things, which is a great payoff. Oh my god, it was worth every every dollar here. And then he takes out another one because he has to go to the arcade. <laughs> so it was great. And so obviously, Austin is left thinking that Dexter Lewis hates him and all that stuff. So, so they're not going to Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> so we'll see how this plays out. But no, it was a lot of fun. And then uh, uh, one last thing I guess we could talk about was um, Cameron Grimes, L.A. Knight, uh, uh, Bronson Reed, that whole thing, how it played out. So uh, L.A. Knight comes out, makes his first appearance in the rings, but doing these promos leading up to it. I mean, one, the logo, his logo on the jumbo screen, look, the old SmackDown logo, yeah. the blue and white. Yeah. I thought it was kind of funny. Yeah. Um, but what do you think of his promo in the ring? Loved it. Okay. I, I Because I was kind of thinking beforehand. 
you know, he, the last couple of weeks we've seen him and he's kind of been doing these baby face things. It just kind of felt like he's going to turn at some point soon. And mm-hmm. I, just, I wasn't expecting it to be his first night like that. That was really yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I got to say, I do like the name now. I was kind really? of on the fence about it. Okay. And then I kind of justified it. It's like, I've liked people with worse names. Like, what's D'Lo Brown? <laughs> like, that's not his real name. The down low. Yeah. Well, that was a tag team. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, so I'm just kind of, you know, there's been, there's definitely been worse names than LA Knight. And he can pull it off because of his charisma. Like, he's going to, he's, he can pull off anything, but that, you know, I, and the three syllables, L-A, night, like Nia. E-Li, Drake. So yeah. he can still do his thing in the room. Yeah. 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 Let I mean, me tell you. That's the only thing that, that changed is the name. Yeah, everything else. Like, same um, guy, same personality. He's, he's, he's great. The facts of life. That's and, a fact of life. So. And who's to say that he goes? He doesn't go to the main roster and Vince wants to call him uh, L, or, uh, LA, or Eli Drake the L.A. Knight, you know? Or keep uh, trying to think, uh, wait, Eli Knight. Yeah, well, no, that, that, that hold on. What I'm would, just trying to think of a combo. If, if it was WCW, Vince Russo would say, the LA Eli Drake Knight, bro. Book it. He used to do that with, uh, it's, uh, it's Big Papa Scott Steiner, bro. <laughs> so it's, uh, Scott um, Big Steiner. <laughs> I mean, the promo itself, I enjoy it as far as he said, you know, he, I think he's acknowledging he's a late, he's an older wrestler coming to NXT for the first time. I guess he had a chance before. Um, he's not like Tom, he's like Tom Brady. He, you know. you can, there's photos of him coming out as one of like uh, Sasha Banks's entourage back yeah. in the day. Yeah, 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 but, yeah. But I, I thought, I thought it felt like a pro coming in and I felt like it was somewhat of what the Undertaker was saying. These And the same thing he said in the first episode of NWA Power where it's like, I look around the landscape and I see a bunch of children and and I'm a man. Like yeah. I'm 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 not here to to show off fancy moves. I'm here to 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 make money, which is the the truth about all of it. Yeah, which is interesting because I I the way he was talking. See, you and I, Tommy, a lot of people we know who he is from his time in Impact and yeah. NWA. Yeah, but but you yeah. know the way he was cutting though, I was kind of worried maybe people don't know he was talking as if we knew who, of his history and what he's accomplished outside of NXT. But I think a lot of people, I'm curious if a lot of people knew that. I mean, you and I, we all know his history already. So that's why I think the, I wonder if the promo hopefully it had enough weight to it that people. We know what he's talking about because he was really selling himself what he did outside of NXT. Um, but yeah, I like how he says he's going to kick ass. He's not going to do all these flippy stuff. So it's, it's no inter- leg slaps. Yeah, yeah. So especially in the NXT wrestling style, how he's going to uh, mesh in there with everyone. So you know, I enjoyed it for what it was, and then. Uh, later on, we see uh, uh, you know Cameron Grimes going around trying to change the performance center to his name, Cameron Grimes Auditorium, and William Regal's pissed at him that the guy he hit last week was threatening to sue, and he's like, "You want me to pay him off?" He's like, "No, I'll take care of it, but you got to match with Bronson Reed," and he still yells, "Ted DiBiase!" Like, yeah, exactly. There's got to be a payoff. Ted DiBiase needs to make an Tax appearance. Day. He's got to yeah. show up with the IRS, like I said. He's got to confront him. He has to confront him. There's got to be. Is- what, what for me like the word fake in wrestling is a dirty word the second worst word is should 
And I feel like <laughs> this is one instance where they should do yeah. this because it would be so good for t- for IRS to show up and take all that money. Yes, I, I would love it. it, it it's because I, I don't think this is going to be a long-term gimmick for him. I think we talked about this last week. I wonder if he'll get like his own belt. Like Ted DiBiase had his own uh, million-dollar championship belt. Like he should create no, something. No, I want, I want all of his money gone by, by tax, tax day. day. So he has, uh, at this point, five weeks to enjoy yeah. it. So that's exactly. fine. It doesn't, the, the gimmick won't overstay its welcome. That's fine. And that way, you know, get back to himself. And then the fallout <laughs> of being broke again. I love that he's coming out to that rap song now, too. Yeah, the, yeah, the one with the mon- um, uh, stacking money. Yeah. <laughs> to the moon. <laughs> so that, it's great. And then, so yeah, him and Bronson, him and Bronson Reed have a match. And yeah, it was a good, good song. Match. Yeah, it was a good match. Uh, but ultimately, LA Knight comes in. Throws Cameron Grimes' hat back in the ring, and then uh, the ref went to grab it, and then he used that opportunity, LA Knight, I should say, to distract and uh, pull Bronson Reed down the rope, and um, you know, and then cost him the match. And uh, Cameron Grimes was able to capitalize, pick up the victory. So it looks like that's an obvious way of getting LA Knight's first uh, feud going against Bronson Reed. So that's going to be interesting because Bronson Reed, I feel like since his return, he's been kind of going up, you know, his, his, uh, his stock the yeah. So now when you got LA Knight, who's the new big free agent signing, you want him to start off with the victory. So I kind of worry he's going to beat Bronson Reed and then Bronson Reed's going to lose that momentum he's been building. You get what just I'm saying? Lost. No. I see what you're saying. I just don't agree with it. So, I mean, it, so it's going to be it, how it's they're going to book loss. that. It's one loss. Who needs to win Reed. more? Well, LA Knight does. More. Eli Drake. Yeah, he does because he's the new guy. And, and the larger scheme of things, it won't matter. Yeah. Like down the line, it's not going to matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll see how this plays out. Uh, oh, one last thing. We got to talk about the big controversy, the women's tag match that Ooh. happened. We got to talk about that real quick. I mean, like I said, so much happened on NXT this week. So, um, Nia Jack, Shannon Baszler defended the women's, WWE's women's tag championships against Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai. So it was heel versus heel here. Interesting dynamic, but. Out of the two, the Hill versus the, tweeners, I'd say, because right now Gonzalez and Dakota are really over. Yeah, and plus they're the hometown favorites, yeah. so you know, so they had the NXT crowd behind basically them, basically in their backyard. Yeah, yeah. What do you think how this match played out, though? It was kind of cool. Shayna and Dakota I, gained a little bit of action. I I thought this was the best women's tag team match since Bailey and Sasha were tag team champions. Mm, okay, yeah. Um, I thought Shayna and Nia worked better than I've seen them in a while. I think yeah. that's because of who they were in the ring with. Yep. Um, there's just something about Shayna Baszler in that building that yep. is is pretty cool. It was nice because she she lost to Rhea Ripley what December 2019 when Rhea became I, champion. And I then want she got WWE to adopt the NXT thing of, of changing the lights when they're doing the ring announcing for title matches and make the title a title match feel special. Mm. It kills time and Raw's three hours, so why not? <laughs> well, that that's the thing is um you, you know, for me, uh uh it was cool seeing Shayna Baszler back in NXT. Like just she was so dominant there, so it was just a nice see her back because it's been what over a year now since she's been there, so it, since her, she got called up. So I really enjoyed seeing her. But yeah, this match was hard hitting Dakota Kai, you know, getting, you know, some payback with Shayna Baszler. Uh, Raquel Gonzalez got the hot tag and then her and Nia Jax were going at it. And then ultimately, you know, we saw Shayna Baszler choking out Dakota Kai. She was able to break free a little bit, get the tag, reach back, get the tag to Raquel. Raquel 
went over to uh, kick Nia Jax. They fall outside. They go through the tables. Shayna Baszler starts choking her out. Uh, Dakota Kai again. Dakota Kai is not the legal person. We had the ref bump happen a second ago. Adam Pierce comes out and he brings a, a raw ref and they go in and Dakota Kai is unconscious and the raw ref uh, declares Shayna Baszler and, and and Nia Jax the champion or retaining the winners. Yep, they earned it. So uh, controversial because one, Dakota Kai was not the legal person. It was Raquel who was outside on the table. Adam Pierce bringing another ref in. So it was definitely uh, two. Two. Adam Pierce is not the legal general manager for NXT. Yes. And then we saw later on Regal and Pierce talking in like a conference room. And then Regal announces he's going to have a a game-changing announcement for the NXT landscape. So all I'm going to say is, did you see the spoiler for it? Because I did. Um, there's a spoiler already. I mean, there, I know people are speculating. Yeah, we'll talk off air. Okay. So, I mean, can I, how can I do this? No, no, I'm not going to say anything. Okay. So yeah, we can speculate all we want, but let's just wait to see what happens. GTS it folks. (laughs) So, um, Google that shit. So I'd be curious to see what's going to happen. If Adam Pierce is going to make another appearance or what's going to be like a power shift or, you know, what do you think of like Adam Pierce getting involved on NXT? It's my long term thing I've told you about with Adam Pierce. With what as uh they're gonna like him abusing power. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. This is this was a a, a blatant a, abuse of power. An Easter Easter egg or, or yeah. uh, what's the word? Laying the foundation. Yeah. Yeah, okay. for sure. For mm. sure. Okay. I'm uh yeah, so anyway, we'll see how the, the repercussions from this situation play out here. So overall, very fun episode of NXT. There was, I know, some other stuff that happened as well, but um, those are the, the big takeaways from this. All right, let's move on over to uh, Friday Night SmackDown. Um, before we get into a lot of the SmackDown stuff, uh, just Richard, real quick, your thoughts on Bobby Lashley winning the, um, uh, winning the WWE Championship this week on Raw. Uh, first of all, I thought Raw was tremendous. That's two weeks in a row that it felt really, really good. Um, I felt, do you remember the Raw from, I think, 98, 99, yeah. where Austin took McMahon hostage all night <laughs> yeah. and that he was going to take him? He was like suspended or fired or something. Yeah. And at the end of the show, he brings Vince into the ring, has a gun to his head, and then uh, the little bang thing comes out of the gun and Vince yeah. pees his pants or something. That's yeah. what this felt like. I loved this whole show. I loved the the the, the pace the of they, it. Yeah, the fact that they had them in the lower third that in an hour we're going to have Bobby Lashley. I loved it. It yeah. just kept you invested in that story all yep. night. Like the rest of the show, I don't remember that much of just yeah. because I was I was looking at that clock all night. <laughs> um, I thought that that original match where Miz ran away. He should have taken some move like that spine buster and then rolled out and then ran off. Like he should have, mm. he should have felt the tested the waters and then like, oh fuck this, I'm done. Sorry for the language. Uh, <laughs> and ran off. Um, like that was a wake up call. Like oh, I'm that in. That should have been like, ring. yeah, I I can't compete with this. Yeah. Um and but I, I loved it. I loved the the fact that he had lumberjacks and couldn't escape. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love that old school feel. And that the lumberjacks did their job. So because WWE has, to me, kind of not done well with lumberjack matches in the last few years. So yeah, but very happy for Bobby Lashley. Yeah, two thumbs up. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what they're going to do with it because we could get Bobby and Lesnar, and we could get Bob, Bobby Bobby and Drew. 
we know we're not going to get Bobby and our, and Randy. Mm-hmm. So uh, I like it I, because I like Bobby Lashley as the champion. And yeah. I think if you get Bobby and Drew at WrestleMania, uh, it's a hard match to call because Bobby's earned the belt. Um, so did, and Drew's been the guy the last year. But at yeah. the same time, do they want that Drew winning in front of fans? I think the fans are going to be 50-50 on it. Yeah, it's going to be tough because like, you see someone like Bobby Lashley who's been booked to heal – but you're so happy for him. Just sorry to break kayfabe, but you're so, you're just so happy for someone to finally get that title. He kind of just naturally becomes a baby face like that. So I wonder, are people going to start cheering on Bobby Lashley more now because he yes. finally won the title? Also, we, saw, we saw that when he won the U.S. title and then when we got Cedric in the Hurt Business. I mean, yeah. it, it's something that here's here's something I was talking about with a, a, a friend of mine on Instagram is a. Uh, is how WWE has naturally not force-fed black athletes becoming champions. Mm. Uh, nothing about Bobby Lashley winning this belt felt like a, a PR stunt. Like this mm. felt to me like Bobby Very- Lashley has been getting over slow and steady on his own without the machine backing it. Like he's just kind of he's been putting on great matches since he started feuding with Braun Strowman last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's had good match. When was the last time you saw Bobby Lashley in a bad match? Correct. Yeah. So he's definitely earned this, and he it just seems very it. organic. And yeah. They got great- the hurt business over. Yes. Without forcing it. If anything, if you recall, the hurt business was secondary to uh, retribution at first, and yeah. then the hurt business just got over like gangbusters, and it's yeah. like, hey, I think we got something here with Bobby. Yeah, and I'm glad. You know, they they they've stuck with it. I was a little worried, you know, with Cedric and and Shelton kind of, you know, tension between them. That seems to be dropped right now. That storylining, which is good. Keep that. You know, I wish they would just acknowledge it though. Maybe like MVP told them, "Hey, we all need to be on the same page for Bobby's sake." And sure. give me one line, and okay, cool. I'll take that for what it is. So anyway, yeah, no, super happy for Bobby Lashley. Also, yeah. major props to the Miz for his work on Raw. Yeah. I know a lot of people are giving him crap. It's like he did his job, and Bobby and Bobby said that. I think he did an interview on the Bump or whatever this week, and praised the Miz for doing the job that was asked of him, and did it so well. And, and oh my god, it was it was great. Yeah. I, since he became champion. Also, I'd like to say for the people that complain about the Miz and Morrison and the last year of them being funny and whatever. Uh, remember when Austin was singing with Kurt Angle with cowboy hats on? <laughs> yeah. Does that really hurt their legacy? No. No. I mean, that's... Point in yeah. case. Stop complaining, people. You're whiny. <laughs> and then get... Yeah. The bang guns. Yeah. Uh, Can all I right. also state something? I think a, a worthy challenger for Bobby Lashley, if he's still WWE champion, would possibly be Bray Wyatt. Maybe I think they're going to do Bray and, and, and Randy at Mania. Yeah, yeah Mania. About, but maybe like maybe after after on the road. Yeah, after oh, Mania. Oh, yeah. I'd like to see that. Yeah. yeah, that'd be cool. That, two big I'm hosses. just speculating, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, uh, well, speaking of championships and specifically on SmackDown, over uh, there is the Universal title. And I mean, the first like 20, 30 minutes of SmackDown this week was highlight packages or uh, and Daniel Bryan in the ring, Roman Reigns in the ring. It was just a lot of promo talk. So Daniel Bryan comes out and just more or less says, you know, he did bad on an ambitious test. But he wanted to remind everyone he just loves pro wrestling. Roman Reigns comes out and says he loves wrestling too. But uh, his definition of love is is 
you do it because you uh you need to do or oh god no I'm I'm, I'm doesn't matter it doesn't matter it's but yeah what I'm saying like he could he he's so talented he could do other things but the fact he chooses WWE it shows he really loves it but it's it's, it's him way being of a cocky uh ego <laughs> heel that like you know WWE needs him he doesn't need the WWE versus Daniel Bryan who needs WWE I can't wait for Jimmy to come back <laughs> uh, because I. I thought this was a really well done. Like I was getting a little, this is a little popcorn for me with Daniel. Yeah. And uh, as soon as Roman finished his line and Jay grabbed the microphone and just got all street on Daniel was just like, God, this is, this just feels great. Yeah. Like my, my only complaint with it, and this is a general thing with wrestling. I, I'm so sick and tired of them being face to face and nothing happening. Like, Daniel's outnumbered and no one jumps him. Well, remember, was it um, Jay tried to go around and then Daniel just threw him yeah. out the ring? But that yeah. was it. But it, still, like I, I like the days of the guy in the ring cutting the promo and then someone's on the ramp. Yeah, yeah. Like that <laughs> just Brett, feels Brett Hart, the Hart yeah. Foundation and DX. Those are great. Yeah. <laughs> so um, no, but I, I what I did enjoy about the promo was. Daniel Bryan, it was very solid. Very yeah, solid. It, it, it was very interesting from both sides of them. What's the definition of love and love for pro wrestling? Daniel Bryan, you know, he has his viewpoint and Roman Reigns has his viewpoint. And both, I kind of understand both sides. So it was very subjective, but I really like both viewpoints from a heel standpoint and the babyface standpoint. So that's what I really enjoyed. And I'm like, man, I'm really getting amped up for this match between the two of them, even though it's not WrestleMania. It feels like a great WrestleMania build right now. So um, the main event, we saw you know, the cage match between Daniel Bryan and uh, uh, Jey Uso. Great main event, steel cage match. You know, it did its job for its purpose on, on TV. So, uh, I don't know which, did you have any uh, takeaways from the main event? I liked it. I liked, I thought it was a good cage match. I mean, yeah, come on. They're both. I thought, I thought the, the cage was a little stiffer than I remember the last cage match. There's, there's <laughs> the first time Jay threw Daniel into the cage, the cage looked stiff. Like mm-hmm. it didn't, there wasn't a lot of bounce or give to the cage. I laugh was a Corey Graves in the beginning was in the ring trying to explain the rules. It's like, we know the rules already. So well, it was just kind of live, live TV. I think, I think they were trying to kill some time because it wasn't ready. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but no, when you got two the, the pros in there, like that, they're going to deliver an ops, uh, awesome match there. And Daniel Bryan wins. We'll face uh, Roman Reigns for the universal championship at fast lane. So I don't know, man. Let me ask you this: Do you think this could turn into a triple threat for Mania? Yeah, I, I'm leaning that way because at the same time, what are you? If if it doesn't, like we can kind of see we're getting close to Cesaro and Rollins at Mania. Yep. I don't know. Like, there's a lot of guys I don't know are going to have matches at WrestleMania this year. Uh, so it's it's like yeah, if Daniel Bryan. Well, here's here's one that no one's thinking about. What 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 if Daniel actually wins the belt at Fastlane? Maybe Kevin Owens comes in and screws uh, Roman Reigns. Maybe it becomes a four-way. Oh, my God. A fatal four-way? Wow. Yeah. We haven't had one of those since WrestleMania 2000. Just 21 years ago. Wow. Okay, Think I'm just it. thinking. Yeah. That way you've got four main event guys that you're still keeping in the main event, and you don't have to worry about what you're going to do with them on the card. But at the same time, what are you going to do with Jay at Mania? Yeah. But he can get himself into some trouble with someone easily. Yeah, I mean, he could be in some sort of match. Man, 
that would be kind of interesting a fatal four way i just i, I like that uh that idea my only concern is you know yeah edge who wins the world rumble match and it turns to a fatal four way like but, in my heart he deserves a one-on-one match but since edge has come back he's been kind of coming i agree with you but at the same time edge has come back and he's been telling everyone that you know told drew mcintyre this is wrestlemania season where's your balls yeah like he's telling everyone where they should be thinking and it's like hey you pick the guy that everyone's <laughs> after right now like yeah you should have picked the guy that no one's after Interesting. Okay, we'll see how this plays out. But uh, like because because if Daniel wins the belt, Edge is going after Daniel now. But Roman can always say, "I get my rematch clause, and I'm getting my rematch at WrestleMania." So there yeah. you have a, a guaranteed three way. But at the same time, now you've got Kevin Owens. What is Kevin Owens doing for WrestleMania? His only oh, maybe Kevin Owens takes on Jey Uso at WrestleMania. Man, and it's a three way. Oh my god! There's so much in the air right now. I love it. I mean, that's the whole point of wrestling. Yeah. Just the uh, uh, uncertainty of it all. Yeah. Um, well, one thing that's not uncertain anymore is this new character Apollo Cruz has taken on. Uh, they really amped up uh, the Nigerian warrior or king yeah. aspect of his character. Apollo Cruz is coming to America, <laughs> so he comes out. He's got like these two soldiers with him. Um, he's got the the weapon. The, um, oh, what do you want to call that? It's like uh, there's a toothpick for him. He said. <laughs> no, but it was like uh, you know, it's got the the like uh, a sword at the uh, top of it. I don't know what's a it spear. Called. A spear. Yeah, sorry. Spear. Spear. You couldn't yeah. think of a spear. <laughs> I'm thinking of a sword. I don't know why. I have an African spear in my hallway. You really? Mine. Yeah, oh. a friend. A friend of mine went to Africa and brought it back for me. Oh, nice! You yeah. Use it to protect your house from. No, it's a doorstop. <laughs> so, um, the big thing everyone was talking about. I mean, the promo was good, but it's just the fact he's still talking in the accent. I that- like it. You like the accent? I'm yeah. like, nah, come on, man. We heard you talk normal for years. He was boring for years. This is entertaining. <laughs> I'm like, come on. Drop hey, the accent. remember when One Man Gang became Akeem the African Dream? God, we're slick when you need him. <laughs> please, uh, please. No, but fun, I mean. Fun fact, that's that's William's favorite manager. <laughs> slick? Yeah. Nice, nice. Well, I mean, you know, Apollo, his, his promo was like that he's the real Apollo. This is really him. This uh, is the real Apollo. And uh, Big E's returning next week, so he's going to confront him. So obviously, I like it. yeah, their their rivalry is far from over. So we'll see how what, what plays out between the two of them. Could you see Apollo become Intercontinental Champion? Not yet. Okay. And and I think I think that's kind of the brilliance of this character right now is that it looks like he is, but he's not. He doesn't have enough heat that uh, winning the belt is a guarantee. He's got enough heat that he can lose and have something to complain about, and then take it out on others. Yeah. Okay. He, yeah, he he can be a contender. Yeah, yeah, a yeah. A really good contender for it. I love it though. I mean, he was he was vanilla and boring <laughs> just a month ago. Yeah. It's interesting how, you know, things can turn around for one person in the yeah. ring. Um let's the move, the move, listen, wrestling moves are secondary. It's yeah. the, the characters are what you remember and what gets them over. And uh, speaking of someone that has been on TV was Murphy, who has been on TV in, in months, it feels like. Yeah. And he shows up and Seth Rollins is kind of an interview backstage and Murphy shows up and offers his services to this take on a, Cesaro. So this what, means Aaliyah broke up with him, right? <laughs> that's what that's what everyone's saying. It's like, OK, you're going back to your old friend. After the girl dumps you, that like yeah. that that well, has to be it, right? That's real life. That's real life. 
this. But I'm like, come on, man. Like, they spent most of 2020 going at it between uh, them and Mysterio family. And Murphy, you know, had that great moment where he beat up Seth Rollins and left him. And then he's gone. And now he's back on lineups. I felt like we just wasted our whole time in 2020 watching that no, feud play out. That whole feud was to get Dominic over. And it worked. <sighs> so don't I look know. at it as anything other than that. However, I, I don't care. I know. I mean, it's he's, like, not, he's, a, he's a cruiserweight guy. We're, people are getting upset over a cruiser. He's the bottom of the card. Yeah. No offense. It's just that's reality. Like, yeah, God, yeah, yeah. Everyone is so sensitive. I was seeing so much. <laughs> complaining well, about well because he was tweeting out stuff like i, I remember, know yeah it, he kind of brought himself same kind of bull crap that the revival were doing before they yeah what about uh, us? <laughs> uh, i guess uh the last thing we could touch on as far as uh, the women's division go is uh bianca belair sasha bangs reginald all that stuff so oh yeah uh so bianca <laughs> had a match against Shayna baszler <laughs> sasha banks comes out and is like standing in her corner while Nia Jax is on the other side, and it was announced that they're going to have a rematch at Fastlane. So Bianca and Sasha versus uh, Shayna and Nia Jax for the women's tag titles. I'm like, why are they having a rematch? They lost. But I guess it's a way to maybe add some more heat to their matchup leading to WrestleMania. That's my only guess. Um, Reginald, we saw earlier tonight, was, had some champagne. Carmella pretty much that. said, like, <laughs> I'm done with you, and you know, smashed the, the bottle or threw it over him. And, he got it was perfectly all over yeah. his face. Oh, yeah. She she is so good in this character. I mean, yeah. that's oh, little, yeah. like we've talked about this. This is the evolution character. Yeah. That, but she's she has done so well with it. Like yeah. it's perfect. And then Reginald, it, you know, he's all upset. And then during the match, he tries to come out and talk to Sasha Banks. Oh, Bianca yeah. gets distracted and oh. But Bianca she, still picks up the victory, though. <laughs> so Sasha slapped him so hard. <laughs> oh. A, oh my god! So like, it was that's, great. That's the sound these wrestlers wish they could make with those legs slapped. That was <laughs> so. And then later on, he tries to go to her her uh, her locker room and try to go in, and she's like, "No," slams the door. So I just feel bad for Reginald, man. He's just trying to get the girl, but the girl keeps turning down. Sorry, Byron. That's, that's your Byron Saxton moment of the week for Danny. I oh, it. I feel uh, bad for him. Reginald, come on, man. I want the guy to get the girl at the end. Like a good old oh 80s God. teenage movie. So. Oh, my God. I hate you. Oh, my God. Even though he Call keeps, me. He keeps he's, me here. he's so persistent with her. It's like, oh get a clue, God. man. So No comment. Uh, anyway, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, like I said, I think overall it was just a basic filler episode of SmackDown. Nothing too drastic happened outside of the main event stuff. But, uh, uh, you know, we got Fastlane coming up in the near future. So, it, it. it's... it's <laughs> I'm gonna get a Reginald shirt. I'm, I'm oh, team, no. team Reginald. Oh way. my god, no. Oh man. Well, on that note, let's start wrapping things up. Richard, where can all the clicksters find you online? Uh you can find me at Pro Wrestling 101 on Instagram. <laughs> and uh you can you can send your positive feedback to me uh <laughs> on Twitter at in the click. But please, please, I beg you, I beg you to check out Bounty Hunter Brothers on Instagram and Facebook. They do the our, our opening music. God damn it. 
<laughs> Tommy, what's, what's, what's your plug? Tommy, where can Clixers find you online? Well, if you want to talk pro wrestling, boxing, or San Francisco Giants baseball, you know where to find me on Twitter. It's IronFist1982. Same goes for Instagram. I'm baby and Huey. I'm Baby Huey, and you can send your hate mail to me at BabyHuey83 on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Facebook is at BabyHueyOfficial, Twitter and Instagram at BabyHuey83. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Get the merch the in the click merch over the clicking the link in our bio on uh, at, in, at in the click on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as well. Yeah, Subscribe our to merch, it. Our merch is at prowrestlingtees.com slash in the click. If, if you can't find it there, write them uh, letters. And if they tell you that they don't have that merchandise there, uh, please send your hate mail about the merchandise to at babyhuey83 on yeah. Instagram and Twitter. Oh, man. For everything else, subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform in the click at gmail.com. <laughs> and on that note, let's go home. And that's the bottom line because Huey said so. <laughs> <laughs>